Good afternoon. Welcome to the Valentine's Day edition of the Singerville Google Hangout. I know it's not Valentine's Day yet, but it nearly is. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of love in the air. There's a lot of love in the air. Dale, is there a love? Do you love anyone? Look, Richard, any love from you? <laughs> and we've actually got we've got a man in Scotland. Have you got a new headset, Graham? Well, no. <laughs> no, Graham. No, it still doesn't work. And we've got Howard Kennedy. We have Astrid, and we have Jonathan, who are our guests today. One of the best law firms in London. Okay, so let me start by just reminding everyone that if by watching, this is CPD accredited. So if you let us know afterwards who you are, send us an email, send us a message, we'll better send you a CPD uh, certificate. Um, the next thing I want to mention is that please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and then you will receive early notifications of everything we're selling. Okay, so let's start off by telling everyone what's happened this week. Right, Dale. Dale. Hello. Why don't you tell everyone what happened on with yep. some of our sales okay okay yep sure um so we've we've concluded a number of sales this week the first of which um we have just sold a well-secured retail investment in stalham in norfolk which is a very nice market town um which the property which you'll probably should see on your screen now comprises a ground floor retail unit entirely let to the original factory shop on a lease with about 13 and three quarter years unexpired um, we sold this at the asking full asking price of 820,000 pounds which is a 7.3 percent net initial yield the buyer exchanged very quickly within a few days um, online via our click to purchase exchange platform um, We've also just sold on behalf of Frogmore um, a modern industrial investment in Dartford um, on the highly established Crossways Business Park, um, a single let unit led to a, an established um, company, EW Cox, with just under four years unexpired. Um, we sold the freehold on this one at the, also at the asking price of 625,000, which is 7% net initial yield. Um, despite the legal pack containing about 90 legal, legal documents, the buyer took merely a few days to complete their due diligence and submit a click to purchase online offer, which was accepted immediately, resulting in immediate exchange of contracts. Um, I'll pass you over to my colleague Richard, who will just talk you through a couple of um, bank sales we've just concluded as well. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. As Dale said, we have sold a number of banks this week. We are selling 15-year uh, guaranteed income let to Bank of Scotland and Lloyds Bank PLC, and we have sold one in England, one in Wales, and one in Scotland uh, all this week, all ahead of asking prices at circa 5% net initial yields. And off the back of these sales, we will have some further banks available offering identical income next week. So please get in touch if uh, you could be interested in that sort of thing. And in addition, we've also bought this week a supermarket in Hertfordshire, Southeast England, um, led to Iceland at over £2 million, net initial yield of 5.5%. So 
we are selling and we are buying all of these interesting long income in, uh, investments to English and overseas investors. Thanks, Richard. Um, now, let's see. Let's see if we can bring in Graham. Graham, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? No, he can't hear us. Okay, so we've had a technical problem uh, in Scotland, which is part of the course, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, right. Let's talk about, um, you've seen what we've been selling this week. I, I want to touch on one particular thing. We have achieved some very high results. As Richard, my colleague over here, has said, we have sold this week some banks and we've, exceed, we've achieved some extraordinary figures. Now, I don't really want to mention who, but a London auction house this week sold three banks, let to Lloyds Bank on 15-year um, leases, exactly the same as the properties we sold. They sold a property in Sheffield, Whitley Bay, and in Gallus Shields, and they achieved yields of 5.3 and 5.57% for virtually identical properties as the ones we've sold when we sold down to five. Now, I want to just show you I made the particular property in question is a building in Montrose. The building in Montrose was just ground and um, basement. We achieved a yield on this, what was it, Richard? It was 5.3%, a very similar property in Galley Shields, which actually was this building, which I would suggest is a far more attractive building on exactly the same lease structure, was sold in an auction room at 5.57%. So the question is, the question is, why are we achieving these figures? And the reason we're achieving these figures is because we have a far better method of sale, we believe, than the traditional auction room. We think the auction room is a very one-dimensional way of selling. We think that if you don't get competitive bidding above the reserve, you end up selling at the reserve. And auctioneers, as we all know, will understandably try and reserve towards their guide prices. But if you don't get competition, you can be stuck. Our, our method of sale is actually, uh, we believe, um, uh, a, lot, uh, a lot more enticing to the private investors. And I'm going to just show you one particular building again, because I think this is very important. This building in Neath was sold to an investor who never saw it, who bought the building by submitting an online offer to treat within two days of giving them the go-ahead to do so. And they paid a price of um, 5.3%. Now, we are often told that because we're a very technology-driven business, people don't embrace what we do or they stand away. Well, our, our competition on these banks is the auction room, and I would suggest that people are intimidated to go to the auction room, whereas on the property I just showed you in Neath, which was sold, it was bought by an 80-year-old man who bought it from his computer. So to say that the world isn't changing and that people aren't clicking buttons and buying a building is actually not true. So that's what we're doing. I also want to ask, we've got technical problems um, in Scotland. I would actually like to show you how we are actually doing very well in the Scottish market um, because I think it's worth showing you some of the recent successes. Of, I know Graham has actually got a slight uh, problem with his microphone, but for all those watching, this is a list of sales recently that Graham has executed in Scotland using our marketing and our database and in each instance, these are properties which other agents failed to sell. So I think that is um, a real testament to what we do. And I think it's testament to um, 
I think it's testament to what Graham's achieved in Scotland. So that's what, that's what we're doing as a business. Right, let's move on. I want to introduce you to Jonathan and Astrid. Who looks say, very, can you say hello? You can say hello. You look very, you look very nervous, Jonathan. Very unlike you. So, if I can just, um, I want to give a bit, of, give you guys a bit of a background here. So, Howard Kennedy, Howard Kennedy. Here's a nice little picture of um, that nice little picture of Jonathan. Jonathan is probably the best networker I know, regardless of anyone I know, whether he's a lawyer or a PR man. Knows more people in the property business than anyone else. He's done a lot of business, as you know, or well, sorry, as you may not know, as I'm telling you, with the likes of British Land, and has put an enormous, a tremendous following and reputation for himself. Astrid, who works with him, Astrid Stanley, uh, also Howard Kennedy. Howard Kennedy are actually my lawyers. I've I've worked with them enormously. Guys. Would you what's what would you like to tell everyone about? First of all, obviously, you might want to give people a bit of a background about Howard Kennedy, no doubt. Absolutely. So, so um, as you've as you've said, we are um, a law firm. We're based in London, in London Bridge. In fact, um, we've got one of the largest property departments. So, property is our predominant focus, but we have all the ancillary services that go with that. But um, a lot of these ancillary services complement property because it's such a big part of what we do. Um, Jonathan obviously joined us a few years ago, didn't you, Jonathan? No, no, it seems two years ago, <laughs> but it's, not as, it's about half that length of time. But what we do and what the firm's very good at is endeavouring to add value to clients and prospective clients. And as part of that initiative, we hold um, regular, what basically networking lunches. We have something like, on average, 80, 85 attendees. Uh, and the purpose of those lunches is not necessarily to tout for business, but to introduce people in the sector to each other, uh, to stimulate discussion and new ideas, out of which business will arise for everyone. And as Neil knows, he's a major contributor, not only to the real estate lunches, but also to our technology lunches, which are held on a similar basis. And his active area um, is prop tech uh, technology in the real estate sector which um, he espouses the cause very clearly and um, in a committed way and we're very much committed to that um, uh, change in the market as well yeah what i would say actually what i would say uh, is that how can it have been have worked with me in creating um, the legalities of online exchanges which we built with click to purchase and jonathan if i can suggest can I suggest that anybody watching, if they actually are interested in coming along to one of your um, technology or property lunches, if they drop me an email, yeah, absolutely, we'll, we'll, we'll put them in touch. But that might be quite, quite yeah. helpful. Yeah? Absolutely, we always like to have more people, don't we? The whole point of the net, the lunches is is just networking opportunities, and like like Jonathan said, we like to just people to come along, talk about the market. Very often, we see the market. Um, when the deals have been agreed in principle, so we see it slightly differently. So it's quite nice to hear what's going on on the ground before that stage, um, and just to get to know people, so deals can happen and they can come to us. And, and we do just to build on that. We have, as I mentioned, uh, people from all areas of the, of the sector. So we have the entrepreneur uh, who is getting younger and younger as I get older and older. Um, 
we have the lenders, we have the clearing banks, we have the challenger banks, we have the alternative lenders, we have the borrowers, uh, we have the intermediaries, uh, and um, I do say there's no such thing as a free lunch, which is very much the case, although somebody came along from an agent the other week who should be nameless, who came in, ate his lunch, and then left. Uh, so um, we've, we've marked his uh, card. Um, but that's the purpose of those events, which do bring dividends, we believe, to everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think one of the things that we've found um, recently, and I'm sure that it's been something that you've discussed and you've found yourselves, is, is how the market actually is at the moment. And all of our, all of our networking opportunities is to try to find out what's going on. Um, I mean, we found certainly the market's picked up recently in the past couple of months in particular obviously with brexit and the uncertainties that come with brexit um there was a bit of a slowdown I'd, i wouldn't say that it stopped i'd say that we probably had people taking a lot longer to consider things um but i think now from our end on the on the legal side people are sitting there going we can't wait forever you know brexit might take a while and we need to get on get deals done and all of a sudden it's really really picked up it's busy out there there's lots of there's lots of things going on, and and interestingly, there's different deals going on. It's not um, straightforward deals that we're used to. Um, for example, people are now a lot more interested in different kinds of office spaces. Like Jonathan said, we've got um, some younger generations coming in with startup companies that aren't necessarily looking to rent big offices. They're looking to maybe part let offices with other people and other entrepreneurs. So. It's really interesting times at the moment we're finding here. Yeah. Um, can I ask you guys something? Do you see that? Do you see changes of technology affecting your profession? I don't know whether specifically to the property side, but in, I mean, I've got certain views, but I'm just interested yeah. as you are lawyers. Yeah. Well, we're. I think that we're um we're a bit of a strange beast, really, because we're probably a little bit nervous about technology actually in our practice mainly because it's it's insurance it's liabilities it's things like that but actually we we quite strongly promote technology at this firm and we're very up for trying things and um seeing how it can help us how it can become actually more progressive and out, enable us to do more um so we we do introduce systems into um the firm to help us find precedents um to actually produce documents we've we've got things like that 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 we use and we're always trialing new things to see what we can use and what can help us and give the best service to our clients but i'll tell you what just just again to build on that the challenge is uh, and i i'll mention the name we had um the head of residential of british land in the other day and the point he was making is that he actually expects his legal advisors to be well versed in technology uh, and to Obviously, there's a cost aspect there, um, and we believe that this practice is uh, fair and reasonable on fees, but uh, clients never believe that, of course. Um, but the reality is they want their legal advisors to be experts in technology and to advise them in the most straightforward uh, and practical manner. So if you're involved in residential development, plot sales and the like, uh, the organization of that is very technology driven now and you will be at an advantage as a as a law firm 
if you're able to provide a service uh, on that basis. You, if I can um, uh, sort of make us add something in there, I, I, I think the law firm, the, the legal profession rather, is under the threat of people providing cheaper legal services from abroad because it's so easy now to uh, access people the other side of the world what with skype and um and whatsapp that actually do you really need your lawyer in london to do transactions in london i mean you've already you already saw a decentralization to the north when the legal firms up north were um providing services at a much cheaper price in london i would have thought that's probably quite difficult for guys in london because you know you're paying london rents aren't you yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a question i think there's there's um there's services and there's services and i think that we, we we're not trying to compete with the people up north who are maybe running um call center conveyancing centers we, we aren't we aren't doing that we are meant to be your trusted advisors that you ring us up you say to us what you need we'll be there for you what times you want to do the deals and the terms that you want to do with it so we don't look at ourselves trying to compete with yes the people that can outsource this that possibly a lot cheaper we're trying to be there that if someone wants to come to us at seven in the morning we're here we can help them we can get the deals done on the basis of, the, of what they want so well, it's funny you should say that, Astrid, because actually I do need to someone to do some commenting for me tomorrow morning, but at 5.30, I don't know if you'll be around. Oh, that's but... no problem. Just give me a call. No problem. Yeah, but what, what, you're, what you're missing in this discussion is that technology can't negotiate. And uh, one thing we're pretty focused on here on the technology side is the whole area of robots. You know, robots are now yeah. providing the, um, yeah. financial services uh, because the banks um, aren't. Probably uh, didn't, never did. But the reality is, um, technology can't negotiate a deal for you. And um, I think that's an area that one should, that the one ignores of one's peril. Okay. okay. If, if I, I can, can um, um, if I, if can, I can, we have a couple, couple of comments. Oh, hold on. I don't want to stop this. Stop this feedback. That might be better. Is that better? Is that better feedback? Everyone hear me? Okay. Okay. That's better. That's better. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, there's actually we've had actually a couple of uh, questions asked, and I'm gonna let's sort of let's sort of get the team to answer them. Well, the first the first person who's raised the question is Rob, who's asked, "Don't you get?" He said, "Doesn't it follow that it's better to buy an auction if you want to achieve a higher yield?" Well, buy auction. Who wants to have a go at that one? Dale, Richard? Richard? Hi. Buying auction. Buying auction. What Rob is saying is you can buy more cheaply at auction. Well, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the case in some in some in some uh, auctions, but a, a good auctioneer is obviously there in order to achieve maximum price for their clients, just like we're here to achieve maximum price for our clients. Yeah, but I think I think I think what Rob is saying is that um, I mean, if, if the problem about the what I was saying earlier is that if you only get a bid at the reserve, then you you actually can't you're actually not maximizing price. I mean, that's one of our sales as a business, isn't it? I mean, I, I would I would. I don't like buying at auction myself because I feel 
that you that you, you can wait, spend so much time preparing for it, and then you go to the auction, and you just, you know before you know it, you've missed it. So, but there are other people who love it. So, what do you think of that? Any comment? No. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Graham, Graham, we'd love to have you with us, but you haven't bought yourself a headset, so you can wave. <laughs> but that's about as far as we can go with you at the moment. Can you not hear me then? No. Oh, we can hear no. you. You're there. I'm here. Yeah. You're there. Well done. Ah, oh, tell us about the Scottish market, Graham. <laughs> tell us about the Scottish market. Um, well, I mean, it, I think one of the things that we need to have a, a Google Hangout on, Neil, is the, is the, um, the spread of the database. I mean, we've brought to the market a, a really nice office in Glasgow City Centre, and we've had people from Australia looking at it, we've had somebody from Sweden looking at it, somebody from down south, one person from Scotland. But, um, you know, I think the Scottish market is people who are immersed in the Scottish market aren't really very keen on it, but people from down south and, and abroad see better value there. So um, I think the Scottish market is, is absolutely fine um, for, for outside, outside investors to come in. Okay. Um, we've got various things that various sales which we can mention, but I wanted, can I just bring in a topic of the week? One of my favorite topics of the week. Let me share my screen with you again. There's another quick picture of Astrid. I want to show you, this is the Foxton share price. Okay. Foxton opened two more branches this week, um, announcing, so they've now got 67 branches, and they opened in Woodgreen and they opened in Wembley. But it's very interesting to see how their share price hasn't done so well in the last few years. It doesn't really compare to, um, to um, uh, uh, Countrywide, who equally and unfortunately have seen a somewhat of a collapse on their share price. But, it's, but the thing that I find extraordinary is Purple Bricks. Look at Purple Bricks. Two weeks ago, we did our last Google Hangout two weeks ago, Purple Bricks share price is about 190. It's already been up to 210. I mean, it, it's incredible, their growth. So I think that's... I think the, the world is changing enormously. And I think that um, there are more and more people um, going to be using the online agencies. I think it's going to affect us all. Right, who, wants to, who else wants, who, who else wants to add on that? Anything? I'd like to add on that. Uh, having looked at the share prices in the property sector this morning in anticipation of this, look at house builders like Telford Homes, and the shares have gone up something like, um, I'm trying to do my maths now, 50 over 300. Um, whatever, 20 odd percent in the last week or so. So there, there is demand at that level and uh, share prices are strong at the sort of upper end of lower uh, house building without wanting to be detrimental towards Telford Home. So I don't know if anybody's got any comment on that. Stamp duty rises haven't really, haven't really affected that. What we, Jonathan, what we did, um, the last Google Hangout, I did, we actually did an analysis of the total stamp duty take last year compared to the year before. And um, whilst the volumes of home sales last year were down about 15%, stamp duty take was up. So the, the London agents thinking that the uh, government are about to reduce stamp duty, it's just not going to happen because they're making too much money out of it. So um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if I, what else, the, the other thing I wanted to just mention, as Howard Kennedy are on, is you have got a great reputation in the corporate world, and I don't know if you want to, if, 
mention any of the corporate activity you've been up to recently. Is that? I'd like to catch you on the hook. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the biggest... Go on. All right, okay. So we're, we're sort of debating as who should speak, but I'll speak and then uh, Astrid will come in. But, but we have to be a little bit careful because of, uh, of confidentiality. Um, but we do have a very strong corporate real estate sector, which doesn't necessarily, this sounds awful, selling law firms, which doesn't necessarily exist at, at, at other law firms. So we're very, very conscious of the fact that not all uh, real estate transactions are pure real estate, that they come within corporate wrappers and, and so on and so forth. But we do, um, we are doing something at the moment for um, a respected or current respect in the property industry, which is uh, building up a portfolio of ground rents, which have come into, uh, come into fashion again. And interestingly enough, they have been active at some of the auctions um, in, that, in that particular area. So I, I've got nothing to add particularly, just to say that we are very active in the corporate real estate world um, and on the tax side as well, because uh, all the um, all clients need tax advice, so we're competing with the accountants and so on and so forth in doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, like we said, we, we struggle because we've got confidentiality, so we can't reveal too much. But like I said earlier, our, our services complement um, our real estate department um, a lot, and um, oh, obviously they've got their own standalone departments as well, but Yes, certainly we things like the stamp duty bike, um, if they're tax effective are, are popular and a, a good way to deal with things and things that we are involved in a real a, a real amount here. Um, and we work very closely with our corporate real estate teams um, to get deals done in, in whatever ways the most tax efficient you should be compliant. But one one area that's becoming Neil, last word. Go on. This is the last word. With more and more activity or interest uh, from the Chinese. I mean, the Chinese have been very active here for a number of years, as you well know, but now it's getting stronger and stronger. Uh, I don't, and I don't think that's to do with the, um, the cheaper pound in particular, but I just think that they're comfortable with this market and um, as, as we, know, we know there are opportunities here. Yeah, okay. Well, that's. Um uh, that's a very interesting uh, lead-in because anybody who doesn't uh, know us well enough as a firm, I'm talking of the Chinese. If you, are, if depending on how good your Chinese is, you can see that when we sell properties these days, we offer everything in Chinese. So, Jonathan, you may well have clients um, who actually want to um, actually to refer them our way. Anyway, if I can sort of finish off on with regards to how Kennedy. I can, in, anybody who wants an introduction to the firm, let me know. Um, I can vouch for them. Great people. Anybody wants to go and have um, a lunch, which, as Jonathan said, isn't free, um, let me know and we'll send, uh, we'll refer you on to Jonathan and Astrid. Very quickly, guys, as we've been on a bit, shall we quickly talk about the things that we're selling? Uh, Dale? Yep, yep. I'll, um, okay, very, very briefly just run you through we, we, we've got we're offering a number of well secured um, long dated investment opportunities uh, first of which is in Kirkby and Ashfield which is a very nice attractive market town about 12, 12 miles north of Nottingham uh, we're selling a purpose-built self-contained supermarket in the heart of the town centre which is fully let to uh, the co-op group 
15 years unexpired without breaks and the lease benefits from uncapped RPI linked rent reviews. Um, as I'm sure you'll know, co-op group, highly secure, pre-tax profits about £81 million. We're asking £1.85 million, which is 7%. Um, we're also selling on behalf of an institutional client a retail investment in the heart of Swansea City Centre, um, adjoining the recently redeveloped bus station and the Quadrant Shopping Centre. Um, the property is about 41,500 square feet in total, led to the 5A1 covenant of Wilco's with about nine and a half years unexpired. Um, they've just extended their lease. It's a rebase rent and we're quoting 4.35 million, which is seven and a half percent. Um, we've also got a, a retail unit in Greenwich on the busy Trafalgar Road, which has led to Labrooks until May 2022, so over five years unexpired. Um, on that one, we're asking 650,000, which is 5.12%. Um, and the final one I just wanted to mention is a another well-secured retail investment in Reading Town Centre, let to Betfred until 2022. They're paying £70,000 per annum, and we're asking £650,000, uh, sorry, £1.2 million pounds, uh, for this one, which is 5.5%. Um, Richard, uh, if you want to mention a few others we've, we're offering as well. Sure. Um, we are offering some more uh, bank investments in, uh, in, in the northeast and in Scotland. So if anyone is interested in highly secure 15-year income guaranteed to uh, bank covenants, please get in touch. Lot sizes range from half a million pounds up to 1.6 million pounds. So there will hopefully be a lot size to suit almost every pocket. In addition, we are selling uh, some very high yielding retail investments in uh, the Northeast, just outside Leeds and in Kingston upon Hull. So if anybody is interested in some multi-let retail investments at double digit yields, uh, please do get in touch. Lot size is also very attractive. £675,000 for one and approximately £2 million for the other. Graham, are you working? Is it working? Oh, are you still there? I thought you'd gone. Yeah, yeah. Graham, good, good. Right, we've got, this is, I think I've got, here, this is the building you were talking about. That's the building you were talking about. Yeah, we've got, we've got pretty good interest in that. And as I say, it's, uh, and, and some from overseas buyers as well, it's a cracking Glasgow city centre office led to Wylan Bissett, a well-established and uh, well-respected firm of accountants. And they will, um, you're guaranteed 10-year income from the date of the sale uh, on a lease extension. Um, we've also just been appointed on High Street Retail in Inverness. Uh, and as Richard said, we've got uh, various banks coming out in Scotland. Um, we're certainly on the lookout for more stock. Um, everything that we we seem to bring to the market, we're able to shift. So um, stock is uh, is what we're on the lookout for. Guys, that's half an hour. Um, I think it's time to wrap things up. So, Jonathan, Astrid, thank you very much. Um, thank you for contributing, much appreciated, and we hope we'll refer any inquiries that we get to you. Dale, don't forget to say you love your wife over the weekend, Robert. It's Valentine's Day. Graham, you do that in Scotland. Do you have Valentine's Day in Scotland? Come on, Scotland. They're going to thrash France tomorrow, that's what I would say. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Richard, okay. 
right. Okay. That's it. Okay, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And have a nice weekend. All the best. Thanks. Bye.